Hi everyone and welcome to this episode of the Spencer Lodge podcast where I'm joined by Mohanid Awadia, the wolf of real estate, what a name. But before we get stuck into it, cue the music, let's enjoy this one. Welcome to the show. How long has it taken me to get you to come I know, we've been planning this for a long time. The messages went backwards and yes, forwards and backwards and forwards. My fault, but I'm very happy we found the time finally. So we're here at Success Resources at this event today. You've been up on stage and you've been speaking yes. and a nice big crowd are there listening to what you've got to say. How did it feel? Amazing energy. I was so honored. Uh, people were sharing with me their positive energy and I felt amazing. <laughs> really, really good to see you up there and to be talking about something that you clearly are very passionate about. Yes. For my audience that doesn't know you, give me a brief two minutes. Tell me your history. So basically, professionally, um, I come from a real estate family, uh, four generations of real estate. Wow. And um, that also led me to study real estate. So I have two masters in real estate. I'm working on my PhD. I published a, my first book two years ago about real estate. Um, I manage a company called Harbour Real Estate, which is basically a company started in Australia around 48 years ago came to Dubai around um, a year and a half ago, and we specialize in uh, managing institutional portfolios. So we manage uh, funds for companies like National Bonds Corporation, Amlak Finance, Noor Bank, Emirates MBD, Emirates Islamic Bank, um, and uh, Emirates Reed, for example. So this is the kind of work we do. We have a very small uh, brokerage division, but it just serves our core business, which is the uh, asset management. Okay, so you're not a typical real estate broker here in Dubai. No, we have the services sure. and actually we've been doing this for the last, um, uh, personally I've been doing this for 20 years um, and we've done a lot of transactions, but uh, serving our core business, which is asset management. So just to give you an example, um, in 2011 or 10, end of 2010, uh, we did a transaction worth 1.1 billion dirhams, one single transaction. Wow. At the middle of the infamous economic crisis and it was serving one of our clients. So basically, we acquired uh, the land for them and with the purpose of development. And this is how it works. We develop, then we rent for a period of time, then we exit at the right time and the cycle keeps going. Up on stage, you said that real estate is uh, God's gift. God's gift to humanity. God's gift to humanity. That's right, I've got to get it right. <laughs> yes, yes. So what makes you think that? Um, look, there are so many income producing uh, asset uh, platforms. And real estate has proven over and over and over. And I actually shared one of the quotes from uh, Theodore Roosevelt, um, which was 100 years ago, uh, proving that real estate is the basis of building wealth and achieving financial freedom. Uh, and it's still valid till today. I shared uh, a story on stage which proved that in the last 10, 15 years. Um, during the crisis, uh, the case I mentioned, the gentleman at the end of it uh, managed to get 500% ROI. Um, from and guess what from capital appreciation he got 200% but from the income he got 300% wow which is a very big misconception um, in the marketplace today Spencer because most people that I know or the brokers they always tell you buy a property and flip it when it's ready you'll make money then this is not what real estate is all about real estate is about uh, making it an income producing asset it's a rental property if you want to actually flip properties or speculate become a developer why would you buy a property from a developer who already has made a margin of profit and then try to sell it again for someone to make an extra profit on it. Why not become a developer? I do that sometimes. I actually buy land, build, rent it for a while and then sell it for a profit. But I didn't buy the property ready 
with a margin of profit from a developer. You talk about cash flow. Grant Cardone famously talks about yes. cash flow as well. <laughs> yeah, he's G. here today as well. Yeah, I know you're very close friends. <laughs> yeah, we are friends. Yeah. Yes. So it's nice to see that uh, that message isn't isn't just coming from one voice. It comes from other experts in the industry I, too. I agree. If you speak to any person who's got common sense, they'll tell you that uh, cash is not king. It's cash flow. And I give the example, if you give anybody uh, 100,000 dirhams, they'll be able to send it, spend it in an hour, right? But you're, you're not going to feel like a king afterwards. But if I give you 10,000 dirhams every month for the rest of your life, you're going to feel like a king. Yeah, absolutely. Right? That's why cash flow is so powerful. It's really important. Yeah. Now, uh, I know the real estate industry, um, maybe not as well as you, but I know the people in the real estate mm. industry and I've been working with them now for yes. a period of time. And there, there seems to be a lot of work being done by RERA to teach people um, and the Byland Department to teach people the, the, the rules. Correct. Okay, so make sure that the people understand what the rules are. But I see a real lack of education focused on taking real estate brokers and turning them into um, essentially expert communicators, relationship builders, marketeers, um, salespeople, sales professionals. Correct. Do you, do you agree with that? Uh, I agree to a certain extent. I mean, uh, the Dubai Land Department and RERA uh, created uh, a very robust legal framework uh, for the real estate sector. They set the rules, the regulations, how it should operate with the ultimate objective of protecting all the stakeholders within the industry. And then they established the Dubai Real Estate Institute, which I'm very proud to be part of since the beginning. For the last 12 years, I've been part of the faculty there. Um, the courses done there, I remember in the beginning, we had very ambitious uh, plans, very long-term programs, but people did not show up. People were not interested to attend them. And then it was minimized to, the, to cover the fundamentals. So most of the courses, including the course I do, I, I actually have been teaching for over a decade now, certifying the property managers. My course is a certified property management course. Uh, and I make it very clear that this course covers only the fundamentals. And then you need to invest in yourself. You cannot expect from RERA to teach everybody how to handle objections, how to become a professional, how to have the right negotiation communication skills. Um, you know, there are so many uh, professional skills and even social skills that people need to develop. Uh, and that's where people need to take it upon themselves to actually take courses, speak to, you do this a lot. You have amazing courses. I haven't uh, attended any of them yet, but, but I know you're playing a very vital role in the uh, development uh, process of the talent available. It goes back to their will and their willingness to actually invest in themselves. This is the message I want to send to everybody. You cannot just point fingers at Rera and say you haven't done a good job. They've tried, they've created, actually I travel all over the region and we have the best legal infrastructure in the entire region when it comes to real estate. It's interesting that you say that, you know, because I believe that, that no matter what industry you're in, you have a responsibility to invest in yourself and learn yourself I agree. To, to be good. And, and, and the people that invariably do are the people that rise to the cream in the industry and the people that don't end up being, I would suppose, the, 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 the working man, the, the cannon fodder to some degree, um, which is such a shame. So how do we, how do we get people to start thinking more? How do we change that psychology? Because that, that for me is a fascinating subject because common sense would tell us both that invest in yourself, learn as much as you can, then apply what you're learning and it will help you grow. And in the end, help you earn more money so you Correct. can provide a better life for you and your family. It's kind of all common yeah, sense yeah. stuff. Yeah, so. But the problem with common sense, is not very common. I'm sure you've heard that, right? <laughs> yeah. Winston Churchill, I believe he said this. The, I think the answer goes back to finding a worth pursuing purpose. Every person, I talk to a lot of brokers, I, I don't license brokers, and, but we have a few of them. And 
I talk to them and I always ask them, what are you doing to develop yourself? We are, they are in the most lucrative industry on earth. Real estate is the most lucrative industry on earth. They can become super rich and wealthy, but yet they are very poor when it comes to educating themselves. So it goes back down to finding a purpose. If you have a worthwhile pursuing purpose, then you will start developing yourself. You will have an action plan. You'll wake up every morning very energetic, wanting to learn and uh, attend courses and workshops to develop yourself because it's not just about the money. I think the mistake is most of them are thinking about the money yeah. and the fancy cars and the watches and all of these things, which I know uh, Gary was talking about yesterday, for example. I totally believe in this. I love to have nice cars, but that's not what I work for. This is just an extra thing. It's a tool. It's something I enjoy. It's a materialistic thing. But they need to have a worthwhile pursuing purpose that gives them the passion and the energy to actually make a difference in their lives. And that's when they will start doing it. Mm. I'm sure you know what I'm talking yeah. about. Only a few people who are the top achievers do that. How many brokers actually uh, go and register in courses and read books every week or uh, watch at least videos on YouTube uh, or attend seminars like this? If you ask them, they're maybe 5% or 3%. And guess what? These are the people who will make it mm -hmm. and become very, always, very, very, always, always right? Always, always. You know the that. So, make it, they're thirsty for it, yeah. So why are they not doing it? This is, the, I believe it's because they don't have a very good purpose. It's that whole kind pursue. of Simon Sinek, find your why story. Yes, find your it, why, yeah? exactly. And people get into industries because of money as opposed to being really passionate about mm -hmm. the industry. And it kind of oozes out of every pore of yours that you're a real passionate real estate guy. Uh, Gary said uh, something yesterday on stage when one of the people asked him a question uh, and she started by saying, you changed my life. And she was very emotional. And he said something that really, you know, I, I will always remember. He, he said, this is worth more than all the money I would make from selling a system or a final program. This is why I do this. And he wasn't selling anything. For him, he feels the joy and the happiness from giving back and impacting people's lives in a positive way. That's why he's Gary. You know, that's why he's so passionate and everybody respects him because you feel it's not about the money. You sit and you deal with brokers more than I do, but you sit with brokers and you can see it in their eyes. It's all about the money. They just want to sell you, right? Mm. Which they should not sell. You know that better than me. They should offer value, mm -hmm. right? They should really try to help people find a solution for them. Don't sell, right? Mm -hmm. um, it's, for me, it's common sense. I've never taken a course in sales, but this is common sense. I need to listen, understand, what is their agony? What is their fear? What is their want? What's their need? And try to give them a solution. I don't want to make money. I will make money if I fix that. How old were you when you started in real estate? 19 years old. Okay, and so uh, I know you've got so you've got three generations ahead of you that were in real yes, estate. Yes, my father, grandfather, and my father's grandfather. Okay, so there's this whole, whole thing there. Maybe yes. there was an indoctrination into that industry very young, but who inspired you? Who, who, um, who when you were young, did you look at and think, I want to be like him? Um, my grandfather and my brother, my elder brother, who actually works with me. We, we're five brothers and uh, three of them are in real estate as well. Oh, wow. And the other two are doctors, but they have their own portfolios, income generating portfolios and real estate as well. So we're all into real estate. Yeah. So when you think about that inspiration that you've got, was, was it something that, that, that just went into your core? Was it something that like, literally created purpose for you back then? Or what, what no, was the I, had, trigger? I had a purpose back then. And I went through a hard story. I mentioned this on the stage today. Yeah. Uh, it was a very big slap that you know, made me wake up and decide that I want to pursue a different direction. And I had a worthwhile pursuing purpose then. But what happened in terms of inspiration, uh, my, my grandfather and my brother 
they had something that I didn't find with anyone else, which was innovation. They come up with excellent solutions. Until now, I go to them, sit with them, and they never give me, uh, my grandfather passed away, but my brother now, I go to him, and he always gives me a very creative solution. And in real estate, it's very hard to come up with creative solutions, you know? So I'm very proud that at Harbor Real Estate, we really introduced a lot of innovative products, ideas, uh, even at a government level and regulation level, we came up with a lot of schemes and programs and uh, we're so proud of it. And guess what? This gives us joy. It's not just about the money, it's about the fact that we were the first uh, agency to introduce, for example, a new scheme or we contributed to a new uh, regulation or law. Uh, so uh, that helps people and that helps us and that helps the whole industry. This is so priceless, uh, Spencer. It's mm. more than the money. The money is coming. Guess what? I swear to God, I've never, and it's not because I come, on, I come from a very wealthy family. I've never, and I, if you heard, I wanted to be independent since I was very young yeah. from my family. I've never worried about money. You know why? Because I was taking care of offering value. This is the best advice I can give to anybody. Just focus on the value. Focus on offering exceptional customer service. We're service providers. Mm -hmm. Whether you're a broker or you're a property manager or facility manager or an owner or station manager, you are a service provider. Mm -hmm. So your product is your customer service. It cannot get more basic than this. Absolutely. <laughs> There's people that would look at you and in, in your industry, they would say, oh, he, he's doing so well. You know, he wrote a book, he's up on stage. It's like, so how do I be like Mohanid? It's like, what, what have I got to do to be like him? If you were to give, you were to give a real estate broker that would, would like to emulate you. Yes. Give them three tips. What would you say? I would say the first one, invest in yourself. Educate yourself. I, I did not, uh, I was not born uh, Mohanad al the Wolf. I had to work very hard. I had to educate myself. Knowledge is power. I, I, this is so true, by the way. The second tip is work very hard. You know, there is no shortcut. It took me, people ask me, oh, did you do this in like a couple of years? No, it took me 20 years. There's no shortcut. I'm so sorry. Yeah. You know, and uh, if people are expecting that, I'm going to give them a magical <laughs> formula. Quick, no, yeah. you cannot. You have, it's a long, it's a marathon. And the third one, offer value with everything you do and offer it in a creative context. Don't just be a me too. I know a lot of people who come, who want to be me. And I hear this from people uh, sending me, oh, somebody is uh, uh, trying to uh, copy you on social media or very funny stuff. Like they're going to your hairdresser or uh, really? they're buying the same car or they're uh, <laughs> trying, to, uh, trying to publish a book or they're trying to do this. And it makes me laugh. Why do you want to be me? Or they're trying to do a TV show like the one I have on, on NBC or Dubai TV or radio show. Why do you want to be me? Be better than me. You know what? I love it when I see somebody copying me, but innovating. I swear to God, Spencer, I love it. I go, I check their stuff, and some of them I actually like uh, their, their content. I speak to them. I, I love it because they inspire me as well. I, I, by the way, it's not about being number one. Or For me, I have my own race. I have my own goal. It's not about being number one in any field, by the way. I have my own purpose, which I shared with everybody on stage today. It has, I didn't mention at once I want to be the richest or the number one in my field. I, this is, if it happens, then I'm happy. But my happiness comes from fulfillment and from achieving my goal and purpose. Fantastic, fantastic. <laughs> give, me, give me just the last bit, five minutes on what's going on in the real estate market here in the UAE right now. Because I've been here for 15 years, mm -hmm. so I'm well aware of the ups and the downs along the way. And I look yes. at the prices and I'm like, wow, you know, years ago, those kind of prices per square foot just didn't exist. It's just outrageous that you can buy stuff so cheaply. Now, Correct. that's because I've been here for 15 Correct. years and I've seen these high prices. So when I look at it, I'm like, 
Well, if you're buying real estate, you're a medium-term investor, probably a long-term investor. And mm -hmm. if that's the case, then actually it's really cheap right now. Uh, and thank you for bringing this up. And it comes only from somebody who knows the market very well uh, and has very good uh, uh, insights and depicted the industry and consumer trends that have been emerging uh, for the last decade. Um, I think the key for me, it's not about the price, it's the price per score fit. That's one of the very valuable lessons for, for buyers. But what's happening currently with the market in a nutshell, um, post the infamous economic crisis, the market was, was, or during the crisis, it was, it was hit. Nobody was immune from the crisis. We all know that, right? So it went down, and because it was already inflated, not just because of the crisis, super it, was, it was super inflated. This is back in 2007 and six. The crisis was a needed correction, if you want. So, but it was a sharp one, and it scared a lot of people. And that's where people lost a lot of money, because they got scared and they sold. Now, what happened after that in 2013, when Dubai won the Expo 2020 bid in November 27 of, um, uh, 2013, the prices shot up suddenly, if you remember, yeah, do, yeah. almost by 30%. And there were a lot of um, initiatives from Dubai Land Department and the policy sectors to cripple this unrealistic, uh, unsustainable, if you want, increase in prices of 30% in two months because of an expo that was going to happen after seven or eight years. So uh, we heard about the 2% transfer fees increasing to 4% Correct. to cripple the movement of speculation. We saw the introduction of Decree 43 of 2013. See, it was introduced in 2013 and to regulate the increase of rental uh, prices in Dubai. Mm -hmm. So that also contributed to, you know, softening the uh, bubble that was uh, forming. And so many other factors. Uh, we can spend maybe uh, a whole session just talking about the 25 factors that impact the real estate industry. So uh, what happened since 2013 ends until today was a correction. So if you notice, if you follow the trends and the data, you'll see that in 2014, the market was correcting itself. 15 correcting itself, 16 correcting itself, 17 correcting itself, 18 and 19, if you speak to people, even at Cityscape, they're like, the market is very quiet, very quiet. Because if you look at the correction from 2014 until now, until 2018, you'll see that it went down by almost 30%. Mm -hmm. So corrected the sudden spike in pricing. Um, now we're at a level where it's incredible and not just because of price per square foot. There's a fierce competition between developers mm -hmm. uh, to attract capital and not just in Dubai. This is, there is a global yeah. fierce competition to attract capital to different you know, top cities. So they're offering uh, exceptional offers that I've never heard of before. You can buy a property, a ready property, Spencer, uh, not fish in the sea, a ready property, not off plan. And you pay over 20 years with no down payment, with no banks and you get a title deed. Imagine, it's incredible. So why waste your money or rent anymore? Why are you not investing right now? Because your tenant will end up paying more than 85% of your monthly installment. Mm -hmm. It's incredible. There are opportunities right wonderful. now. That that I, did, I didn't know they were as good as that. Yeah, I know there's some good there ones are, out there. But there, there are a handful. You, you, we've heard, I'm sure you've heard about developers uh, offering uh, products that are still off plan. Mm -hmm. And then they say at handover, you pay their extra amount over three or four or five years. Yes. But I'm talking about ready properties, apartments and villas that you pay for over a period of up to 20 years without banks, without uh, any, any down payment, zero down payment. So you move in or you can rent it. That's what I'm doing. You know, uh, a, a, a grant will talk today, I'm sure, about leveraging. And now uh, yesterday he mentioned this a bit. Uh, you should not uh, depend on, we're having a chat, you should not depend on uh, your cash. You can just borrow money or you can do it. You don't need to borrow. It, there are opportunities now where you get the facilities because of the competition. Mm -hmm. And I don't think these will last for a long time. So there is a window now 
for people to make a lot of money. This is what, how I see it. I'm sure if you sit with other people, they might give you the pessimistic side of the story. Mm-hmm. I'm giving it to you based on facts, and I think you agree that the spike that happened, the crisis, and then the 2013 spike, and then the correction that happened. Mm-hmm. It didn't go down quickly, it mm-hmm. went down slowly, steadily. Or yeah. steadily. And um, I'm very excited about the expo. I know a lot of people talk about the expo. Maybe we need to have another session because <laughs> I have I have a whole, and I've done a lot of research on this, I have a whole formula on how um, the expo will impact the real estate sector before, during, and very importantly, post. Well, maybe you can come <laughs> on my Sunday sales clinic and we can actually sit sure, and do that. We'll sure, get flip you have to plan it though. Yeah, because you're a nightmare to get <laughs> you. That we'll do it. Because I know a lot of people are talking about this. Everybody is worried about what's going to happen after the expo. Yeah. Guess what? We have the answer. And, and I was very fortunate. I had with me people from expo and uh, my radio show and I interviewed them and also people from the well department. I interviewed them um, not just as a presenter, as a real estate expert, asking them about the expo. And I got the facts from them and I was challenging their uh, facts and I was trying to develop a very good understanding of the legacy phase, which a lot of people don't know about much. Mm-hmm. It's vague right now. Everybody is so excited about expo and the launch and the ads we see, uh, which is brilliant. But from an investment point of view, from a real estate point of view, we should educate ourselves and get more familiar with the legacy phase mm-hmm. and what's mm-hmm. going to happen post the expo. Makes a lot of sense. Yes. One last thing before you finish. Um, what's it like to be a wolf? Um, <laughs> we, we spoke about this before <laughs> yeah. recording. In the beginning, it was really bad because when I was given this title, by the way, this is not a self-claimed title. I want to make this very clear. I was given that title and I still remember until today, the night when they called me from Property Times magazine saying, we're going to put you in the cover with the title of the Wolf of Free Estate because of a very big official at DLD, I don't want to mention his name, who gave me that nickname. And I freaked out, Spencer. I couldn't sleep that night. I was like, I don't know, is this going to fire back? Because it was at the time when the movie was launched, The Wolf of Wall Street, and Jordan Belfort is a friend, but they were in touch. Um, so, so I'm like, I don't want to get all the negative connotations with the title, but I went for it. It was, uh, you know, was courageous. Agamben, courageous. I did it, uh, and they were asking for my permission. They wanted to have a different title. They're like, but we prefer this. And I did it, and guess what? I remember that issue. Uh, they had to do multiple uh, print uh, runs to fulfill the demand on it. Everybody wanted to know about the world of real estate, and since then. It opened a lot of doors for me. I was approached by Dubai Media Incorporated because of the title. They said, you're the wolf. We wanted to come and present a reality real estate show. Then Dubai Media Incorporated, the radio division. They said, we wanted to come and do a radio show at uh, Dubai Radio. Then Emirat Newm newspaper. They said, we want to have a live show with the wolf of real estate. I was like, okay, I love it. <laughs> I started embracing it. It's good. It's funny how a book with a great title um, can bring you such, I mean, people say when you're an author, you're an authority. Correct. And that's an assumption that's made, whether it's right or it's wrong, it's an assumption that's yes. made, but it definitely opens doors for sure. 100%, I agree. Yeah, absolutely. I'm looking forward to read your book as well. <laughs> oh man, I'd love to give you a copy. <laughs> yes, please. For now, we'll leave it here, but thank you so much thank for coming you. on the thank show. You. This is the Wolf of Real Estate. How about that? I gave him a hundred dollar idea. Hopefully you enjoyed this episode of the podcast. Whatever platform you're listening to this podcast on, please leave us a like, give us your feedback and comments, we'd really appreciate it. Now, you guys that are listening on Apple Podcast, I would really appreciate it if you just took one minute and went across and gave us a five-star rating. That means that this podcast is gonna get further reach, more people are gonna hear it, and that means more people are gonna benefit from it. So I really appreciate if you do that.